Just like Uniblab, robotic kick and slab. A flavor bit of batter, chitter chatter, madder than the mad hatter. I bet your boss come by fatter. I got the data to turn your body into antimatter. And just like a piece of sizzling, you'll fit inside my stomach with the eggs and grits between. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome back to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday night. One game is already in the books. Another game is going on as we record. We open with Craig Mack, a great tribute, and my partner Gus Kearns is going to give you his picks for the 2018 NCAA Tournament. Partner, I can't wait. We're going to put a little flavor in your ear, if that's okay with everybody. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We know you could have been anywhere else on the dial, so thank you for choosing us and giving us part of your week and carving out some time. So we're very thankful for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mike, I think you've gotten some interesting feedback from your bracket, no? I have. I'm very excited about it. I appreciate all the responses on Twitter. I also appreciate that Gus is going to beat me. I have no doubt about that. However, I appreciate because I feel, Gus, that the listeners got me. All right? They may not agree. Some of them think I'm crazy for Xavier losing to Texas Southern. But they appreciated the honesty, the realness, and the passion. And that's what I wanted. That's all I wanted. So I think there was an appreciation out there, although everybody thinks I'm totally crazy. (laughs) Oh, well, I I think that's authentic. Authentic. How's that? Is that authentic? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and that, bro, that's what we are, right, partner? We are authentic. This is what we got here. Uh, I will say one thing very quickly, and then we will turn it over to Gus. This is one of my favorite podcasts because I do nothing. Okay, I just sit back and listen to Gus. I mean, this check, is tremendous. Right. Uh, I will make, I will amend this because, of course, we can amend our brackets up until the games tip off on Thursday, right? Correct, correct. Up until tip off on Thursday. That's fair. That's we very got, fair. We got news today that DeAndre Hunter, the incredible freshman from Virginia, broke his wrist. He is out for the NCAA tournament. That is a six man of the year in the ACC. Six man, you're very good, excellent. That is devastating for Virginia. That doesn't have a really deep bench, and he's a talented guy. He's a kid who could have led them in scoring in the tournament partner, I think. So I'm going to amend my Virginia over Creighton pick, and I'm okay. going to put Creighton over Virginia. I like that matchup. Then I think when you take one guy, we've talked about this all year, right? Take one guy out of the lineup. Yep. Really affects it. Uh, Hunter's a big player for them. Was a big guy inside as well. I'm going to put Creighton over Virginia, but Creighton will then lose to Arizona. So that's my one change. I just want to announce that. I think uh, I think this. that's completely fair, especially with the news coming before the brackets actually get started. Also, we've talked about a number a number of times on the podcast about how a team can sustain an injury for a game, and then that secondary game, that well third game, that well fourth said. game is where it starts to take its cumulative effect. Everybody gets up for that one game, and you're like, oh, I'm going to step up for this guy, next man up, whatever whatever the term is, right? But I think once you get in, once you get further away from that particular injury, the harder and harder it gets to make up for that shortcut. That's very well said. Excellent. And without further ado, with the tribute to Craig Mack, who passed away, present thoughts with him and his family, here you go. Gus Kearns' NCAA Tournament Bracket, for the 2018 season, looking to go back-to-back and a belly-to-belly as the Screen the Screener podcast champion. Partner, are you ready to go? I think I'm ready. I'm going to try to zoom through 
each one of the brackets as quickly as possible. I will give you some rationale for each one, um, but some of them I'm just going to give you who I'm thinking is going to win and move on, and then we're going we're, we're gonna to give you as much information as we can and as many picks as we can in a short amount of time. Efficiency of listening. This is my favorite podcast. This, it's an honor, partner, to lead you through. Let's start with the South region. Sound good? Very good. Those Virginia Cavaliers we just talked about are the one seed against the America East representative University of Maryland, Baltimore County Retrievers. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about this game. I think you want to look at the under. Take a peek at the under in this game. I have UVA moving on, uh, and I think the under in this game is worth taking a peek at. Go ahead. Eight-seeded Creighton against nine-seeded Kansas State. We talked about this as the Marcus Foster get-back game. I think Marcus Foster and Kyrie Thomas do do an excellent job here, and I think the injury woes – and the uncertainty with both uh, the big man, Dean, and, and their guard, Brown, I think that is enough to give push in the direction of Creighton. Or though maybe Dean will be fine, given the Courtney Stockard Miyagi-like <laughs> recovery tonight. But they I, again, I, I, I'm pretty sure Bonaventure got in touch with the Nevada doctors, and, and that's what cured Stockard so quickly. So you have Creighton moving on. The five seed, very dangerous, 5-12, Kentucky Wildcats versus the Davidson Wildcats, five versus 12. I'm going to take the blue Wildcats here. I'm taking Kentucky. Here's why I'm going to take Kentucky. Cal does get this thing straightened out at the end of the season always. You know, minus the uh, minus the team that lost to Robert Morris in the NIT. Let's remove that team from the equation. This team is defending well. They are one of the handful of teams in the country currently that has a top 25 offensive efficiency number via Ken Palm and a top 25 defensive efficiency number via Ken Palm. That is a very unique stat. That is a stat that sometimes brings team to the final four. So although this will be a trendy upset pick, I'm going to say give me Kentucky, their length and their athleticism. And Coach Cal, as just as accomplished a coach as Coach McKillop, it's an, it's an even coaching matchup there. But let's not sleep on Coach Cal as an X and O coach here. I bet he does something to mix up Davidson's offense. Superior stat there. And our third consecutive, didn't realize this to right now, third consecutive Wildcat, the four seed Arizona Wildcats versus the 13 seed Buffalo Bulls. I, I think I think Buffalo would be a little live if it was another matchup. I just think Arizona's girth, mass, and length and athleticism is entirely too much for them to overcome. Even though Arizona does possess two seven-footers that are really mobile and will probably play in the NBA, one being you know, a possible first-round draft pick, uh, Ristic being a cup of coffee type of guy. They are switchable on defense. It's not like they are slow afoot. So please give me Arizona to advance against Buffalo. Number six seed, Miami Hurricanes. Number 11 seed from the Missouri Valley, Loyola Chicago Ramblers. I know everybody's on the Chicago Ramblers, uh, Loyola Chicago Ramblers upset here. I'm not. Give me Miami. Give me the best player on the floor in Lonnie Walker. Give me Coach Laranega as an underrated coach, X and O and schematic-wise. Remember, this is the same coach that took a less talented George Mason team to a Final Four. Are you telling me with a little preparation that he can't figure out a way to scheme against the offensive mindset that Loyola Chicago is going to put out there? I think that this game is completely undersold. Give me Miami in this game and give me the best player on the floor in uh, in Walker. Third seed, Tennessee Volunteers. Fourth seeded, Wright State 
Raiders. No chance for Wright State here. Here's why. Tennessee has just beaten too many good teams all year. That's very true. All they do is beat good teams. This is a neutral court game. It's not like it's in Wright State's arena. If it was if it was there, it would be a different story. But Tennessee will not get pushed around. They will not get intimidated by the moment. And they will not get eaten alive by March Madness. So give me Schofield, give me Williams, and give me Tennessee moving on. And I'm going to say give me them moving on pretty comfortably. I should name my, nun, my son Admiral. Love that name, Admiral Schofield. F- f- fantastic name. Seven seed Nevada Wolfpack. Your Wolfpack, 10 seed Texas Longhorns. We've seen this script with Nevada facing uh, UNLV. I, I'm not saying Texas is as good as UNLV or vice versa, like, but let's just look at their roster makeup. McCoy and Bamba, two giant bigs that are going to go in the first round. Bamba, of course, more skilled, but still. Uh, athletic wings. Nevada actually took care of them. And it was not an issue at all. In fact, the last time that these two, those two teams played in the Mountain West, it was a blowout. I'm not saying this is going to be a blowout, but I think Nevada does have the game plan in place to defeat a team with a big and some athletic wings. So give me the Wolfpack moving on here. And last game in the first round here, the South Region, second-seeded Cincinnati Bearcats and the 15-seeded Georgia State Panthers. This is going to be a theme for me. Cincinnati does not lose to poor teams. They move on. Next game, please. Top of the bracket, we have now going to the Sweet 16. Number one, Virginia. Number eight, Creighton. Look, both teams are dealing with injuries. Creighton dealing with the Crample injury. UVA dealing with the Hunter injury. I think if both of those players were healthy, I think this game becomes unbelievably more exciting just because of the offensive output both of those players uh, bring to the table. I think those injuries actually cancel each other out. And due to UVA's historic defensive prowess this particular season, I think that this game will follow the script very similar to when Creighton went out to Gonzaga. And I think that Creighton will play live in the first half, and then the second half UVA will pull away. So give me UVA, please. Five-seeded Kentucky, fourth-seeded Arizona Wildcats. Two more Wildcat battles. This game we are spoiled with. This should be a game to get to the final four. And instead, it's a game to move on to the next weekend. As college basketball fans, we are completely spoiled with this game, with the programs, the history of the programs, the talent on the floor. You know, we talked about the, like, 38 stars, and we know Arizona has a ton of stars as well uh, as far as recruiting goes. Here's what I'm going to say. The difference here is what is absent from a usual Kentucky roster, which is an impactful big. Usually Cal brings one of these guys in, and he is the difference maker in a game like this. The script is flipped. Aiton is on the other side now. They don't necessarily have anybody that can match up with Aiton physically. Do they have athletes that can match up with everybody else on Arizona, and do they have some advantages on the perimeter? Yeah, I think so. But I think if they don't forget about Aiton in the post, and actually get him some paint touches, not necessarily scoring opportunities, but paint touches, and then are able to swing it around and get some open shots. Give me Arizona moving on over Kentucky. Six seed Miami Hurricanes, third seed Tennessee Volunteers. Look, this game is going to be slowed down big time, and I think the slowdown pace gives Miami a shot for the upset. So I'm going to take the Hurricanes. And if you remember... One of the reasons that Coach Barnes 
and Texas parted parts, uh, parted ways, was because he could not get Texas to that elite eight, to that final four, to that next step consistently. He had Durant, one of the best players. That was a Sweet 16 team. So I think he runs into some of the same troubles here. And I think, again, I think Larinaga on the bench with a quick turnaround, slow pace of play in the game. Give me Miami in a squeaker to get to the Sweet 16 in a slight upset over the Volunteers. Seven seed Nevada, second seed Cincinnati. Again, I've lo- I've been on the Nevada bandwagon all year. I absolutely love the makeup of the team. I love their coach. I love their roster. I love their fan base. Cincinnati does not lose to poor teams. Nevada is not a poor team, but because of their limitations injury-wise with their roster, three of their four best players are dealing with various injuries. Give me Cincinnati, and I think Cincinnati moves on to the, uh, to the Sweet 16. We got a one, a four, a six, and a two at the top. One seed, Virginia, four seed, Arizona. The difference here is Aiton. Are you really going to tell me that Jack Salt and a double team is going to stop Aiton here? <laughs> I'm certainly not. <laughs> Are you really going to sell me that bill of goods? I don't think so. I think that they match up really well with UVA on the perimeter. I don't think they mind slowing it down to that type of pace that UVA wants to play. I just think Arizona needs some stops in crucial situations, which I think they might get. As long as Ty Jerome doesn't hit a couple of 28-footers, give me Arizona to move on. Arizona over the number one seed, please. And at the bottom, Miami versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati doesn't lose the poor teams. Cincinnati is going to advance. This game is exactly in Cincinnati's ballpark. They are salivating that Miami got through and they have to face Miami. Cincinnati is just a better version of Miami. Give me Mick Cronin finally breaking through and making an elite eight. This is tremendous. And Arizona versus Cincinnati, the winner to the final four from the South region. This game is going to be more competitive than you might think, even though it's a four versus a two. McCronin is actually going to see the light at the end of the tunnel and realize that he's this close to a Final Four. The thing that most coaches are going to hang their hat on as, uh, as validating their career. However, on the other side of the sideline, Coach Miller is going to do the same. Coach Miller and the Arizona Wildcats have formulated an us-against-the-world mentality with the FBI investigation report with uh, before the, the postseason has begun. He has fortified this team and this program around that rallying point, and they are going to make their first Final Four with Coach Miller as their coach. Arizona into the Final Four out of the South. Your winner of the South bracket, your Final Four representative, the Arizona Wildcats. Partner, what do you say we'll go down to the West? Let's keep moving it, baby. So first game, controversial last night. You can have the winner of NC Central Texas Southern versus the number one seed Xavier Musketeers. Uh, P.S. Just as my uh, Mike Randall inflammatory pick, I'm taking NC Central, and I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to advance uh, Xavier over NC Central in that first game. And I bet in the first half it's closer than you think because that's how Xavier plays these games. Hashtag first half wagering. Moving to the next game, eight, 
eight seeded Missouri Tigers. I don't know if you're aware Michael Porter Jr. plays for them, and they're going to play the nine seeded Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> and I think just because of that factor, I'm not sure if Florida State has anybody to match up with. And by the way, how about this? How about we give kudos to to Coach uh, Coach Martin? Uh, Quanta has, has made a run like this with a Tennessee team yeah, that was much job. less talented. That's yeah, very true. Than this Missouri team. This Missouri team, with or without Michael Porter, is more talented than that Tennessee team. So I don't think this is going to be any mistake here. I don't think this is going to be like any surprise. I kind of like Missouri comfortably here. Number five seed Ohio State Buckeyes versus the twelve seed South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I'm, uh, this is where my upset is. I'm on the upset bandwagon. Here's why I'm on the upset bandwagon. I know everybody loves Mike Dom. I, I, I'm totally on board with him and Kata Bates Diop going off against each other and guarding each other for the majority of the game. Give me that for 35 minutes, please. That would be tremendous. Here's why uh, Here's why the Jackrabbits are going to advance. David Jenkins playing really well from the outside. Again, we compared Jenkins to Grady from Davidson. He, he's a freshman impact player that's making shots from the outside and playing the, the Robin to, to the Dom Batman. And they also have the life, the lifer, the veteran, retelling Hughes, who's been through the program, senior, has, is the leader of this team unquestionably. He's going to put up double digits in this game. And South Dakota State Jackrabbits are going to pull the upset. And I agree with your Ohio, Ohio State um, lo- um, you know, uh, uh, logic where they've outkicked their coverage all year, and this is maybe where it catches up with them. Gonzaga Bulldogs, four seed, UNC Greensboro Spartans, 13 seed. Gonzaga has trouble in the past in this first round game. I think this follows nothing close to the script here. I think they're totally flying under the radar and playing with house money as the four seed. Uh, I think they felt uh, some undue pressure in the past as the number one seed. Um, so I like Gonzaga actually really big here uh, as opposed to their past history in first round games. Six seed Houston Cougars, 11 seed San Diego State Aztecs. I had an eraser mark here because I started writing down an S and then I thought better about it. Houston's tough. They got dudes. Rob Gray is awesome. I think Houston does not have any trouble with San Diego State in the second half. I think in the first half, this game is a live game. Hashtag first uh, first half wagering, as you mentioned before. But I like the Cougars here moving on. And plus, I think Sampson, being a head coach at multiple stops, plays a little here over Dutcher. This is his first gig at first year head coach. So I think maybe the first game in your first NCAA tournament, I think the Butterflies are going to get to you a little bit. And I think Samson might actually outcoach Dutcher here. Third seed Michigan Wolverines, 14 seed Montana Grizzlies. I kind of feel similar to Montana as I did with Buffalo. If it were a different matchup, I might take a second look at this game. And like we mentioned with your with your bracket, Mike, I really like Coach Beeline having time in the classroom and on the court with his team to get things straightened out. So give me Michigan here. And I'm going to say give me Michigan big in the second half. Seven seed Texas A&M Aggies, 10 seed Providence Friars. Karma pick here. Love the karma that's happening with the Friars. Kind of haven't liked the karma all year with Texas A&M. You kind of feel like they don't have their backcourt straightened out. And that's where Providence strength is. Uh, with Cartwright and Bullock, you feel like those guys are just going to play some New York City ball against these guys and just kind of break them down off the dribble. You know what I see in this game? Here's my prediction for this game. I think somebody's going to do one of those crossover dribbles where it would be Bullock or Cartwright, and I think like somebody's going to fall over on Texas A&M, and we're going to watch that on replay the whole entire weekend. So give me Providence with a, break, a breakdown crossover dribble 
type uh, uh, graphic uh, later on that's going to live in infamy and give me Providence moving on. Two seed North Carolina Tar Heels, the 15 seed Lipscomb Bison. Take the over on this game and give me UNC. Love UNC here. I kind of like UNC for a number of games, but give me UNC and take the over on this game. I think it's worth paying attention to, especially if it's in the 160s. Heading to the Sweet 16 in the West Bracket, number one, Xavier, number eight, Missouri. Look, I I still like Xavier. I picked them for the preseason for Final Four. I'm not getting off them here. I think they do run into a kind of a nightmare matchup with Michael Porter Jr. I'm not sure if they have anybody that can, I mean, Gates, can, can guard, I, I don't know. You're going to put Blewett on him? I think I think that's an athletic mismatch big time. I, I don't know. You're going to put one of the bigs on him? You're going to put O'Mara on him? Are you going to put Cantor on him? I, I, I don't know. So I think that causes some problems for Xavier, but I still like Xavier's whole package. So give me Xavier moving on, even though I think they're going to struggle defensively here with a really live Missouri team. 12 seed South Dakota State against 4 seed Gonzaga. What what else you want for March besides this game? If this game happens, awesome. Love it. Tune in, record it, watch it again. What else do you want for March? Thank you, March, for giving this game if it actually happens. However, give me Gonzaga moving on, please. Six seed Houston, three seed Michigan. The matchup on the perimeter is going to be really interesting here. However, I think Coach Beeline, much like we mentioned in the, in the previous game, I think he's going to be have his team well-schooled for this. I know that Houston plays tough. But Michigan has played tougher on the defensive end this year. Like you mentioned with the metrics during your breakdown, they are a top 15 team uh, via Kempom for defensive efficiency this year. So I think they actually, their defense wins this game, not their offense. And I think they limit the opportunities that Houston can get from the three-point line. And I think they have a mismatch with Wagner. I can see Wagner going for a 20-ish point game here and being the difference maker. So give me Michigan, please. Seven, uh, 10 seed Providence Friars against two seed UNC Tar Heels. Fun game. What uh, can you think of a game with two more like entertaining coaches? I can't. I think I, I this may be like the coaching matchup of the tournament. You give me Cooley, you give me Williams. Both of them are going to be like quote machines the whole entire time. There's going to be mad respect on both sides for both of the coaches. I think UNC has way too much talent here for Providence. So give me UNC moving on and give me some memorable quotes in the post game or during the halftime uh, interview. And then we're going to the Elite Eight. Number one, Xavier. Number four, Gonzaga. Listen, love the rematch. Again, if March is going to write this script for us, this is perfect. If you remember, Gonzaga actually had to beat Xavier to get to their final four last year after Xavier went on their Cinderella run as an 11 seed. And now we get a matchup of that game? I'll take it. And guess what? Script repeats itself here. Zaga, uh, the Zags move on over a limited Xavier team. Here's what I mean by limited. If we take a look at the Ken Palm overall rankings of the seeds in this particular bracket in the West, the number one team is actually UNC ranked at number seven overall. Zaga's rated number eight. Michigan's ranked number 10. Ohio State is actually ranked number 15. And Xavier is at 14. So even as the number one seed, you can argue that according to the metrics, that the, they're the fourth or fifth best team in their own bracket. So that's why I'm going to move on the Zags and advance them to the Elite Eight. Bottom there, Michigan, three seed, UNC, two seed. 
entertaining game, really efficient on offense. You want to see what Michigan does on defense, and you want to see if they throw a zone at UNC. And if they do, is that the Theo Pinson like breakout game where they place him in the middle of the zone and play zone breaker? I also think that Joel Berry is going to have a moment in this tournament during his senior season, and I think it may come here against Poole. So give me Theo Pinson and uh, Joel Berry getting senior moments against Michigan and moving on to the Elite Eight in another rematch. Going to the Final Four in the West Bracket. Four-seed Gonzaga Bulldogs, two-seed North Carolina Tar Heels. little revenge here. They're thinking of that game last year. Uh, Jonathan Williams is, Josh Perkins is, Silas Mel- uh, Melson is for sure. Guys that were redshirting, that were part of that team last year. Kitzbert, uh, Norvell, Tilly was on that team last year. Those guys remembered that feeling from losing that championship game. So give me Gonzaga moving on to the final four, defeating the defending champion, North Carolina Tar Heels. All right. We got two four seeds. We got Arizona and we have Gonzaga. While you rest up, partner, we'll go to the Midwest and the East. Just want to tell the listeners here, you know, we get asked a lot of times about fishy lines, Vegas lines. You know, we like to put a wager or two down. Well, that's why when people ask us, we not only tell them what we're going to bet on, we're going to tell them who we're betting with. And we're betting with mybookie.ag. The site is rock solid, reputable. It's been around forever. They have the fastest payouts in the business. And if you use our promo code, if you use the promo code SDS, that's right, the promo code SDS, when you go to mybookie.ag, sign up for an account, deposit at least $45, they will give you a 50% bonus. What that means, you deposit $100, they'll give you an extra $50. You deposit $200, they'll give you an extra $100. Fast payouts, in-game wagering, first half, second half, while the game is going on, tremendous sight. We uh, we love my bookie. We encourage you to go there. You got the games coming up Thursday and Friday, the best two days of the year, games nonstop. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code SDS, sign up, you get money for free just for signing up. mybookie.ag, promo code SDS. Yes. Wanted to thank my bookie for partnering with the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Really nice guys. Love the interaction that we've had with them. Um, just really gen- genuine, really polite. So uh, good people that we're dealing with on our end as far as uh, my bookie AG. So, that, you know, trust them is what we're saying. Trust them. Put some trust in them if you're looking to get a bet down. That, that That's definitely the place to go. All right. All right, Mike. Ready to roll? Yep. We'll go to the Midwest bracket. So we're going, okay. uh, we're going counterclockwise here. Midwest bracket. First game, Kansas Jayhawks is the one seed. Ivy League representative, the Penn Quakers, 16 seed. Shout out to Dr. Tony and his Ivy League representative, Penn, but they're not going to get it done here. Give me Devontae Graham, Kansas. Moving on, please. Eight seed, Seton Hall Pirates. Nine seed, NC State Wolfpack. This may be my other inflammatory anti-Mike Randall pick. I'm going to take Seton Hall. Here's why I'm going to take Seton Hall. I think Delgado matches up with Yurtsvin. I think they actually match up on the perimeter pretty evenly. And I think the difference here is going to be the matchup at point guard with Beverly and Carrington. I think Carrington playing the point as a senior in the tournament, I think he's going to rally his team and put them in positions to be successful. I think he's going to have a big game. It may not be a big game point-wise. It may be a big game efficiency-wise. So give me Seton Hall and their group of seniors moving on against NC State and Coach Keats. 
Fifth seed, Clemson Tigers. 12th seed, New Mexico State Aggies. Pretty easy where I'm going here, right, guys? I'm going Zach Lofton. I'm going Jamario Jones. I'm going Eli Chua. I'm going the Aggies for the upset right away. Here's why we're going to give them the upset. They are a top 15 team in Ken Palm defensive efficiency ratings, and they actually will slow down the game and be comfortable slowing down the game versus Clemson. They will not panic, and they'll match up athletically with Clemson at pretty much every spot on the floor. You think that they're going to match up with Marquise Reed? Guess what? Lofton's right there. You know what? Guess what? City Nadir is going to match up with somebody on the defensive end. I think that New Mexico, this is a great matchup. As much as the matchup for Montana and Buffalo were not ideal, I think this is an ideal matchup, the perfect matchup, a dream matchup for the Aggies. Give me them in the slight upset over Clemson. Four seed Auburn Tigers, 13 seed College of Charleston Cougars. Sticking with you, I think you picked the exact same thing here. I love the College of Charleston in this matchup as well. I love their three players. I love Joe Chinley. I love Brant. I love Brantley, and I love Riller. I think all of those guys are difference makers. I don't know if Auburn can match all those. Yes, they. You know, I, I know. I love Harper, um, uh, Mustafa Heron, but I think that College of Charleston has guys that match up perfectly with them. If you're going to look across, uh, if you're going to look across the, uh, you know, the sideline. I think these rosters, like the top three or four players, mirror each other perfectly. Um, so could I lean Auburn because of the coaching of Bruce Pearl? Absolutely. But I'm going to go with an upset here and just have like a little blow-up part of this bracket. And I'm going to say New Mexico State is going to uh, – I'm sorry, College of Charleston is going to pull an upset underneath New Mexico State. And it's going to be, a, a, I think, a 13 versus a 12. That's pretty exciting. Six seed TCU Horn Frogs versus the winner of Syracuse Orange and Arizona State Sun Devils, the 11 seeds battling. Okay, so I'm just going to take – you mentioned in your breakdown that one of these teams that's not supposed to get in gets hot. Guess what? The team that's not supposed to get in that gets hot for me is Arizona State. I think they kind of rekindle their uh, early season like uh, blooming that they had – And I think they do it against Syracuse by shooting over the zone and shooting 25-footers that they made with consistency early on in the season. Then when they face TCU, guess what? TCU's defensive efficiency rating is in the hundreds. So I think Arizona is going to actually – Arizona State is going to have a field day with them. And I can see the Sun Devils not only beating Syracuse but also beating TCU and moving on uh, and advancing. And that's the playing game for me that gets hot and wins a game. Number three seed, Michigan State Spartans. 14 seed, Bucknell Bison. Uh, very sim- I feel bad for, uh, for Bucknell and the, bi- uh, and the Bison. I feel like this is very similar to what we mentioned before, like, uh, like Buffalo and Montana. It's just not the right matchup. You're not going to beat Michigan State in the first round, I think, with this much talent on, on the roster. This, this roster is, is constructed very differently from that Denzel Valentine uh, two seed that lost to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, they, they go deep. There's multiple NBA players on this roster. Um, so I like Michigan State here, and I like Michigan State kind of big. Seven seed Rhode Island Rams, 10 seed Oklahoma Sooners. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to lean on Coach Kruger. I think Coach Kruger is one of the best coaches that nobody gives acknowledgement to in this entire tournament. And I think that he went into the lab, went to the think tank, went into the war room, went to the map room, and hit the reset button with these guys and got things straightened out. 
and I think they're going to win against URI and Coach Hurley. I'm leaning on Coach Kruger and his craftiness and his excellent uh, acumen on the sideline. So give me Oklahoma in a slight upset over Rhode Island. And the last one, the first round, two-seed Duke Blue Devils, 15-seed Iona Gales. Love Duke here. Love Duke here for a number of, number of different reasons. I don't think that Iona has the length, size, and athleticism to match up with Duke this year. Uh, Duke you know, recruited all these guys for a reason. Here's the reason why. To win a first-round game and not get upset. So give me Duke here, please. Okay, just to inform everyone up to the minute, St. Bonaventure just beat UCLA 65-58. In what is just massively frustrating, Courtney Stockard, who was a game-time decision, has 26 points, is the wow. leading scorer in the game, and no. St. Bonaventure wins. Had I known that Courtney Stockard was going to start, I absolutely would have picked St. Bonaventure. That was wow. a key to that pick, but big win for St. Bonaventure. Gus, I'll go off script here. Again, I love them playing Florida. Absolutely love them. Whoever the winner of that game was, I think, is going to move on. So great job okay. by St. Bonaventure. UCLA was up. But then Courtney Stocker just could not be stopped. Unbelievable wow. performance. Put that guy in the ice bath so he can be ready for the next round against Florida. C- huge win for the A-10. Very I mean, they're representing the A-10 big time. So you hope that Davidson and URI follow suit, even though I just picked you know Oklahoma over URI. Love when the small school beats the big school, especially a legendary school like UCLA. Now, now going to the Sweet 16, number one, Kansas, number eight, Seton Hall. Uh, I think Kansas moves on here. As much as uh, I'd love to, you know, promote our, you know, home state team of Seton Hall, I think Kansas gets it done here. I think this is where uh, Graham outplays uh, Carrington in the backcourt. So give me Kansas here, please. You got the twelve thirteen, like I do. New Mexico State versus Charleston. New Mexico State, please. I think New Mexico State matches up much more uh, advantageously with College of Charleston. I think this is where Jamario Jones puts his stamp on the tournament. I think this is the game. I think he could have like, I don't know if he's going to get 20 rebounds, but I can see him having like a 12.17 rebound game in this particular game, advancing the Aggies and New Mexico State into the Sweet 16. Arizona State, the 11th seed that's now been hot, going up against Michigan State, the three. Look, it's going to be a fun game. You want to see them get up and down and kind of – you want to see Michigan State like say, okay, let's go. Let's go for a ride here and let's put up 50 points each in the first half. That's what I'm kind of hoping for in this game. And then in the second half, Michigan – you know, Izzo says like, okay, let's put our defensive clamps down on this game. Um, Let's act like the top 10 uh, defensive efficiency team that we are in Ken Palm in the second half and let's get our act together. And I think that's what's going to happen and I think that's the script that this game is going to follow. So give me Michigan State moving on after an exciting, entertaining first half. In a game that the television ratings would absolutely eat up, 10 seed Oklahoma Sooners with Trey Young versus 2 seed Duke Blue Devils. Who's going to guard Trey Young in that, huh? Interesting, isn't it? Well, the answer is no one, but go ahead. <laughs> Are you really going to play zone against Trey Young? <laughs> you you really going to do that? You're going to try that out? I think Duke would just pound them down low with Carter and Bagley. I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, Oklahoma would have the bodies or the talent or you know they would lose on second and third jumps and offensive rebounds. I, I don't think that would work. Although I think it would be a really intriguing matchup and much wa- must watch TV with Duke going exclusively zone against Trey Young and what he could do on the perimeter. I think that'd be fascinating to watch and two of the best coaches in the tournament trying to figure it out against each other. Number one, Kansas versus number twelve, New Mexico State to go to the Elite Eight. 
Okay, here we go. You ready? Oklahoma State beat who twice? Kansas. Oklahoma State is ranked 56th in Ken Palm efficiency overall. Do you know who's ranked 55th? I have a feeling. New Mexico State. <laughs> New Mexico State will pull the massive oh, that's great. number one seed and it. advance into the Elite Eight because the script is there for them to do so. Oklahoma State is the first team in the in the Big 12 to beat Kansas twice in one year, and they are ranked one spot below New Mexico State in according to Ken Palm efficiency ratings overall. I think with their defensive prowess, I think with their shot makers of Lofton, I think they can match up size-wise, and especially if Azubuki is limited, I think that size advantage that Kansas usually owns in these tor- in, in these games against these smaller schools is then disallowed. And I love, absolutely love, the Aggies getting to the Elite Eight and pulling the upset of the tournament and defeating Kansas and advancing. I love Give it. me the Aggies to the Elite Eight. Absolutely love it. Who are they going to play, Michigan State or Duke? Michigan State. Michigan State has everything right. They have very similar to Arizona and us against them, us against the world mentality. I think this is the game where Grayson Allen does his three for 10 routine from the field. They, if they're going to beat Michigan State, I mean, he has to play like he did the first time. He has to go off and go bananas. I think this is where maybe Lankford. Uh, maybe Tum Tum helps out. Maybe Winston helps out. Maybe they even sick bridges on him for a little while. I think this is where they need a difference maker on the perimeter to defeat Michigan State. But Michigan State's athletes and length on the perimeter actually limit Allen. And Michigan State can match up man for man, size for size, length for length with Duke down low, with Jackson, Schilling, and, and Bridges. And Ward, like the, like Carter and Bagley are no longer an advantage where they would be against any other matchup. I think this is a terrible matchup for Duke, and I think Michigan State moves on to play New Mexico State. Oh, but Coach K owns Izzo. Yeah, okay. Well, here we go. You're Elite Eight in the Midwest, 12-seed New Mexico State Aggies, 3-seed Michigan State Spartans. Who you got? Look, the dream dies here. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it, ha- it has to. The, the, the difference in length, the difference in a- athleticism, um, and I also think the depth factor here, I think New Mexico State just runs out of gas. And I think if this game actually happens, I'd like Michigan State big here. So give me Michigan State into the Final Four, please. All right. So Michigan State moves on. And we go to the East region. Number one seed Villanova versus 16 seed the winner of – oh, the winner was Radford today. So 16 Radford versus number one Villanova. Uh, I know I said on previous podcasts, on previous mid-major, that I was liking LIU Brooklyn. Um, but if I was picking this game and, you know, we were going to pick it, I have Radford circled here. Um, I like Radford's uh, – here, here's the reason why I was going to pick Radford. You ready? Just like a little story for, for, you know, like to make the podcast entertaining. My baller daughter and I, younger daughter, we, you know, we were home on a Friday night. And, you know, those Friday night TV viewing situations uh, for basketball are sometimes not spotty, but, you're, you know, you're not going to get like an ACC matchup. Guess what we got to watch? We got to watch a Radford game. We watched Ed Polite Jr. like pull up for three and, and do like a reverse dunk. And boom, we fell in love with Radford. So I was going to pick Radford for my daughter because she said, you know, she reads the screen and says, Daddy, do you think that guy is really that nice because his name is Polite? I said, yeah, of course, honey. Why wouldn't he be polite? And then he comes up and jacks a three. It was beautiful. So I would have picked Radford anyway there. But 
to move on, Villanova, not going to have any problem here. They're so efficient on offense and defense. I don't think they'd run into any trouble. They are not the one seed that's going to lose to a 16 seed. Give me Villanova moving up, please. Eight seed, Virginia Tech Hokies. Nine seed, Alabama Crimson Tide. Going with the best player on the floor here. I know that everybody's on board with this, and Colin Sex, everybody's Colin Sexton crazy. He's a legit top 10 NBA draft pick. I know that Buzz Williams knows what a dra- NBA draft pick looks like because he's had Jay Crowder and he's had Jimmy Butler. I get that part. I, I understand that. I think he's going to look across the sideline and be absolutely terrified at what Colin Sexton can do. I think he's going to try to scheme to stop him, but I think Sexton is that good. I think he's that dynamic. Uh, athletically and offensively, and I think he's just going to carve them to bits. I think Alabama wins here and and pulls like the slight upset, 8-9 upset, and I think Buzz Williams kind of knows it going in. Five-seed West Virginia Mountaineers, 12-seed Murray State Racers. This might be like a a trendy upset pick as you like the backcourt. We we mentioned the backcourt on your breakdown, but I like West Virginia here. I like West Virginia because of their toughness. I like West Virginia uh, because I don't think they're going to need to have that like game cycle that they need to have to play the perfect game where they press, make baskets, set up their press, rebound, make baskets, press, set up their basket, set up their press, make baskets. Like I don't think they're going to have to have that uh, cyclical game perfectly in sync for this to be a, a victory for them. So I think they can play a little bit out of sorts here and still get the win. So give me the uh, Mountaineers moving on, please. Four seed, Wichita State Shockers. 13 seed, Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, take the over on this game too, much like the North Carolina Lipscomb game. Uh, I don't know if uh, Wichita State is just going to get out and try to run with them. You know, Coach D'Antoni is going to like let his guys just do their thing, and they don't, they're not going to guard anybody either. So take the over on this game. But I think Wichita State just has more talent, and I think Coach Marshall is actually going to have fun in this game, and I think he's going to let his players play and try to run up and down and score and then ask for some uh, situational stops. And I think they get those situational stops, and I think the Shockers move on. All right, St. Bonaventure is in. 11 seed, they're going to play 6 seed Florida Gators. Okay, here's another part of the of my bracket where I, I think uh, I'm going to try to differ from a couple of people. Can we just hit the rewind button to last year's tournament? Can we remember how impactful Chris Gioza was? Can we remember the running uh, that runner that he made in Madison Square Garden to advance Florida? Can we remember the last second shot that he made this year in the SEC to win a game for his team? Do you think he's looking at this pod as like a personal agenda? Like I'm going to take care of business against Jalen Adams. And then I'm going to go ahead and try to take care of business against uh, Keenan Evans, two point guards that people think are much better than me. I think he is. I think he's going to take offense to it. And I think he's going to play with a gigantic ship chip on his shoulder. And I think he's going to be the difference maker here. And I think he wins the game for Florida against St. Bonnie's. So give me Florida and the Gators and Chioza playing like triple-double type game. Not like 25-point game, but doing everything to help his team win. So give me the Gators moving on against St. Bonnie's. 3C, Texas Tech Red Raiders against Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. The game is being played in Texas. Understood. Going with a similar uh, synopsis here of the Alabama-Virginia Tech game. Texas Tech has the best player on the floor. It's not even a question. We've seen Keenan Evans go off for 30 points multiple times. I'm not sure he's going to do it here again. 
But because he's that talented, he's that gifted, he's that driven, he's that much better than anybody else that Stephen Stephen F. Austin is going to put out there, I think Texas Tech moves on easily here. Uh, Maybe some people are going to think of this as a trendy upset pick because Stephen F. Austin upset uh, West Virginia a couple of years back. But no, it's it's not the same script, people. And Texas Tech is too sound defensively uh, to get beat. And I think they're going to actually be okay now that they're kind of healthy with Zach Smith back in the fold. The seven seed Arkansas Razorbacks versus the ten seed Butler Bulldogs. I think Arkansas is very talented on the perimeter. I think they have a great big in Gafford. You want to see that Wyman Gafford matchup here. I think that's going to be kind of interesting to see if Gafford can stay out of foul trouble. And I think as long as Gafford stays out of foul trouble against Wyman, I think I think Arkansas moves on. Although I do love Kamar Baldwin. I think he could cause uh, Barfield a ton of trouble on the perimeter. I really like him, uh, and you want to see if the X-Factor Martin can get his game going and continue his scoring. But I like Arkansas here. I like their talent. It's a it's a neutral game. So give me the better big with Gafford and Arkansas moving on. Your second-seeded Purdue Boilermakers and the 15-seed Cal State Fullerton Titans. This might be the most logical place to pick your 2-15 upset, but I think Purdue's too sound. Here's why I also think the break from the Big Ten tournament starting earlier is going to help uh, Vince Edwards get just a smidgen healthier. So I think Purdue moves on safely here. Going to the Sweet 16, number one Villanova or number nine Alabama? Villanova here. Alabama and uh, Coach Johnson are going to look at Villanova and say, that's what we're going to aspire to be as a program. And I think Colin Sexton is going to look at uh, Jalen Brunson and be like, I need to add that part to my game, whether it be the post-up game or the low turnover percentage that Jalen has, or maybe just the sound dribbling and the getting your team into your offense set, offensive set. So I think they're going to be really reflective after losing in this, in this game, but I think it's a learning moment for Alabama. But give me Villanova moving on. Five versus four, West Virginia, Wichita State. All right, it's a little bit surprising here. Give me the Shockers here. Here's why I'm going to say give me the Shockers. I think this is the game where West Virginia runs into that gap that they, uh, that their offensive success needs. I think that Virginia. Uh, I think that uh, Wichita State is going to put up such a giant number on the offensive end that West Virginia is going to be forced to play keep up. And I think while playing keep up, I think they run into one of those droughts where they go for five minutes where they can't get a stop, uh, don't get a don't get a made jump shot, um, don't get their press set up, and then Wichita State goes on one of those runs, and then that run sustains that uh, cushion and gives them the win. So give me the Shockers, and I don't know, not a slight upset, but give me a, give me the Shockers into the Sweet 16 when maybe they might have got upset in the first round. Six seed Florida, three seed Texas Tech. I'm sticking with the Chris Chioza factor here. I think Chioza actually mans up and plays Keenan Evan to a standstill, and that means who are we going to lean on? We're going to lean on the supporting cast. Give me Jalen Hudson and Kulotev for a big game as a supporting cast here, and give me Florida making some threes against Texas Tech, and Florida moving on into the Sweet 16 Gators. And joining the Gators would be seven-seed Arkansas Razorbacks or the Purdue Boilermakers, the two-seed. I'm sticking with Purdue. Pick Purdue preseason to the Final Four. Going to stick with them here. Gafford the Big gets matched up against Haas. That's a wash. If you're telling me Carson Edwards is is not better than all of Arkansas's guards, I think you're lying. I think Vince Edwards is a mat- mismatch waiting to happen here. And I also think Dakota Mathias can real his effort 
is going to pop off the screen in this game where he out efforts both on the effort uh, on the offensive end and the defensive end. So give me the Boilermakers moving on over Arkansas in a great game. I re- I would love if that game would actually happen. I would definitely tune into that game. Let's go to the Elite Eight. Number one Villanova or number four Wichita State. Interesting. I mean, on one of your uh, you know montage uh, montage bracket breakdowns, you had Wichita State going to the Final Four, and I thought about it here, but. I think that they're too limited defensively and and Villanova is too efficient on the offensive end. And also Villanova is a little underrated on the defensive end. They do play a great scheme. They're a top 25 uh, defensive efficiency team via Ken Palm. So I think Villanova's defense actually wins the game for them here and advances them into the Elite Eight. Six seed Florida, two seed Purdue. Look, cool game. I don't know if many other people have this game in their bracket. I'm kind of intrigued by it because I think they match up pretty decently. The one place where it's like a sore thumb that sticks out are the bigs. Harms and Haas here are going to be the difference maker. Harms on the defensive end, disrupting shots inside and then forcing Florida further and further out for those three-point shots. And I think Haas does one of those games where they don't double him and he goes for uh, he goes for 20 points and that's the difference maker in this game i think on the perimeter these teams are pretty even but give me the inside force on both ends defensive end and offensive end and give me purdue into the elite eight and you got to pick one villanova wildcats or the purdue boilermakers (sighs) it's going to be a really high quality game both of these teams are efficient on offense both of them are top 10 uh, uh, top 10 offensive efficiency numbers via Ken Palm. They're in the same neighborhood defensively. Both of them are top 30. They're in the 20s, both teams. These are evenly matched teams. I think the difference comes at the point guard position. What is Jalen Brunson and Carson Edwards? What is that? What is that experiment going to result in? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Carson Edwards is going to outplay Jalen Brunson from the perimeter. And then every one of Purdue's uh, uh, ancillary players are going to play just good enough to match Villanova's and give me Purdue in the closest of close games making the Final Four. So your Final Four, folks, four-seed Arizona Wildcats from the South, the four-seed Gonzaga Bulldogs from the West, the three-seed Michigan State Spartans from the Midwest, and the two-seed Purdue Boilermakers from the East. Let's start on the left, bro. Who gets to the finals, Arizona or Gonzaga? I struggle with this one. There were a couple of eraser marks on my bracket, and I went back and forth. I am totally on board with you with Gonzaga pulling a Butler-like performance and getting to -to back-to-back championship games uh, coming from a mid-major landscape. I love that dynamic. I love that storyline, and I think it's appropriate, and I think it might actually be accurate in this particular uh, 2018 uh, March Madness tournament. I'm going to give Sean Miller the same path that Mark Few had last year. I think that he gets all the way to the championship game and doesn't just make a Final Four. I think he makes the championship game, defeats the uh, defeats the Bulldogs, defeats Gonzaga in in two West Coast the two best West Coast programs that we have going in our sport. 
I think it's going to be an unbelievable showdown. I think they're not going to. Ha- I think they're going to, you know, throw Jakob Larson at at at, at uh, Aiton. I think they're going to throw Jonathan Williams at him, and I don't think that they're going to know what to do with him. I love the matchup on the perimeter uh, with Trier and Norvell. I think that's going to be super enticing, and I think the point guard matchup is like who's going to make a bigger difference, Parker Jackson, Gar- Cartwright, or 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 Perkins, and it's kind of like who makes less mistakes there. I think the I think the difference maker here I think it's going to be Raleigh Hawkins. I'm not sure if if, if Gonzaga has a player that can match up with his skill set. So I'm going to say in an unbelievable game, give me the Arizona Wildcats making the final. And they're going to play Purdue or Michigan State, the Big Ten battle. Big Ten claps their hands. All of the you know the, the big wigs give themselves a pat on the back because hey we got this right our teams are rested they both made the final four congratulations let's do this again in the guard next year right or something like that and you know what I think the two teams that are going to meet in the finals are the two teams that had to fortify rally around their programs and really invest in moving forward and getting things right within. So I'm going to say give me Michigan State in a win in the rematch over Purdue, and we have a finals of the Arizona Wildcats overcoming unbelievable adversity throughout the season and the preseason and losing an assistant coach in the process, and Michigan State and the Spartans overcoming a university-wide situation that they really needed to get straight and focus in on and kind of put to the side and compartmentalize and find success, and I think both of those programs do that here. And so the championship game in the Gus Kearns bracket are the Arizona Wildcats with DeAndre Ayton, with Alonzo Trier, with Sean Miller, the FBI, did pay, didn't pay, versus the Michigan State Spartans, Tom Izzo, the issues surrounding that program, Miles Bridges coming back for a title. Who gets the championship? This is going to be one of the nicest storylines that we're going to see because Bridges came back for a reason. He came back to find further success for Michigan State, the program, and himself. I think Izzo and Bridges, Izzo gets his second title. Sean Miller falls short just by a smidgen, but does get over the hump of the Final Four and making a championship game. And I think Coach Izzo, the Spartans, Miles Bridges take home the championship because they are the most balanced team that we're going to look at if we're going to take a peek at the metrics. If we look at the metrics, Duke is also really efficient, but Michigan State is one of the only teams in the nation that has a top 10 offensive efficiency number and a top 10 offensive deficiency number. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, defensive efficiency number. That is rare. And if you have a coach that's won it all before, and if you have an All-American type candidate in Bridges, and if you have some experience, all of those guys, sophomores coming back, along with their bench people, I think all of those things add up to Michigan State being your national championship in 2018. 
This is amazing. What a great job by Gus there. Top to bottom, gave you all the information. And partner, I like it. We share a lot of the same picks because we talk to each other. I think right. we've, effect, we've affected each other. You definitely have swung me on Gonzaga. There's no doubt about that during the year. I think maybe I swung you a little bit on Michigan State as the year went on. This a little bit, is, yes. This yes, is, sir. This has been unbelievable. The bracket, we have three the same, Arizona, Gonzaga, Michigan State. I have Texas Tech. You have right. Purdue. So uh-huh. that that's going to be a big difference. And some of these early round games could really make a difference in terms of how we do. This is very, very exciting. We both could nail this. This could be tremendous. This could come down to like the Purdue-Texas Tech game in the Sweet 16 in the East region. This would be unbelievable. Look, if that game happens, like we're, we're watching that together. Somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, a, that's a must. Okay. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you so much. If you love what you're listening to, you like the breakdown that Mike and I gave you back-to-back days, please give this podcast a follow at SDS Podcast. Efficiency of keystrokes, of course. We'd love to interact with you that way if that's your choice of communication with the pod. Um, we've been doing that you know, pretty much all week, and we'll continue doing that throughout the tournament for sure. Uh, so cheers to all you guys that have been uh, you're chi- chiming in that way. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast via email, uh, please do. SDSpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if that's your mode of communication, we're down with that too. Uh, Mike and I will probably check a whole bunch of those emails uh, later on on Friday or Saturday. Uh, so we'll get back to everybody that's chimed in that way as well. Uh, please give Mike a follow at RandallRant.com, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, at RandallRant uh, on Twitter. Uh, he's both entertaining and insightful. And if you're looking for a little screen-to-screen or in print or you want to access some of the other podcasts, uh, please hit up RandallRant.com online. Uh, that's Mike's cool website where he has a couple of his articles up, uh, namely The Short Corner, where you can dive into his mind and th- see what he's thinking uh, in print and in word. And you can access the other podcasts uh, previously if you'd like to play a little catch up and go on some sort of like binge listening for Screen the Screener podcast. And guys, I just want to say thank you. We are on, you know, we're on the quest for the perfect bracket, but we're also on a mission to get. 100 positive reviews by tip off on Thursday. And guess what? We are getting there. Thanks to you guys. So you like what you're listening to, you know, hit up your app, uh, on Apple podcasts and punch in some stars for us. Five stars, please. Nice, nice things to say, of course. Um, and, uh, I think we can hit triple digits by tip off on Thursday. We're approaching 90 reviews now. So thank you everybody. I just can't believe we're under 48 hours to the Thursday, the tip-off, the beautiful day it is. Great stuff's happening already. We had a nice Radford win. We had a great comeback with St. Bonaventure. Big three by Jalen Adams at the end of the game, top of the key partner. It's been a crazy year. It's been a lot of fun. This was an absolute pleasure. It's the only pod I can just sit back, relax, and listen to you do your thing. It's like having my own mid-major pod. You know, this, this is what it's like when I'm folding laundry. Fantastic job. Can't wait. Pop the bubbly. We'll see you, folks. NCAA Tournament 2018 kicks off on Thursday. Cheers, Salancha. Grazie, Lachia. Arigato. Enjoy, everybody. The folks, my only issue. I bet your mama miss you, and I bet the Mac that go off like a MX missile. No more you whining on the charts climbing as I make the funk kick it out. My heart of And if you didn't know who's rhyming, I guess I'm going to say Craig Mac with perfect time. You won't be around next year. My rap's too severe, kicking my flavor in your head. Here comes a brand new flavor in your ear Time for new flavor in your ear I'm kicking new flavor in your ear Back a brand new flavor in your ear Craig Mack, 1000 degrees You'll be on your knees and you'll be burning, begging, please Brother Freeze, man's undisputed and deep-rooted Folks smoke and leaves your